Hey, how's it going? This is Joe Walsh coming to you from Temerino, Costa Rica, and you're listening to the Get Out and Surf podcast. And this is episode 20. Wow. It's episode 20, Nikki. 20. Nikki Hearn on the show. Bienvenidos. Hello, hello. It's episode 20. Wow, that's a, that's a milestone. I know. I know. And Patrick McNulty, welcome back. Yo, what up? What up, yo? You know, Grumpy Cat died this week, and I thought of you. I know. Sad. What? Grumpy Could Cat. Could happen to me. Could you mean Grumpy Cat died? That cat that, you know, Grumpy Cat. Oh, what, the Instagram? Yeah, the one that, that Pat looks like. Oh, is, that, is that a good omen or a bad omen? Uh, well, I mean, I just, it's, you know, rather Grumpy Pat than <laughs> Grumpy Cat than Grumpy Pat. <coughs> what do you want me to say? I don't know. You Nothing. Talk, you talking to me? <laughs> All right. Um, and apparently we didn't get our air conditioner fixed. Well, we did, but they just didn't fix it. They came to it's fix it. It's been leaking in. for weeks. It's been leaking since. Yeah, I know. It's out. you know we're going to turn it into a water feature. I'm <laughs> I'm just going to like rip it right off the wall. I'm sick of it. No, 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 no. Sick of it. We got it, the water, the drips bouncing yeah, off I mean, a like, piece of foam at least. Well, make I'm going to tie one of them up and make them sit underneath of it and let it drip on their head. Then they'll fix it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll you're talking about the maintenance stuff. Well, whoever fixes it, it isn't, isn't going to be me that fixes it, right? <laughs> well, I think we I hire it got people. Fixed like three I think times. it was a contractor that did that. It must have been, it must have been. You would think that. Well, it's they they, they milk us. It's all right. Cham- <laughs> champagne problems. Champagne problems. <laughs> Dude, these are yeah. I'll tell you what. Okay, let's stop all this negativity. We just. <laughs> we, I just drove back for hours and hours yesterday, and you guys did as well. We were just at the little cabin by the sea, the little spot that we shall not name, somewhere between Tamarindo and Panama City. <laughs> am I am I wrong? No, you're completely right. I'm completely completely, you're completely right. right. Yeah, no, and that's all we have to say. Yeah. Well, we are uh, at a place where the jungle meets the sea. Yeah, it's on the Pacific coast. Uh, and if you're not paying attention, to what's happening at the waves in this part of the world? There's there was a booming set of storms off of New Zealand that sent some south swell all the way from South America, Central America, North America, all along the Pacific coast. And it uh, it was the first biggest, best swell of the year. And we're getting more of it. We're going to get hammered again after the weekend. It's going to bump up. And pretty much the whole month of May, um, or at least the second two-thirds of it, the, 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 the majority of the month has just been been surfed now so we're 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 in it south swell season it was magical it's the only thing you can say it was absolutely magical the whole place is beautiful the wave is beautiful it was a really really good experience yeah you know and i think it really um this little cabin by the sea uh it's like no matter where you live you can have a little cabin near you with uh, that little wave, that special spot, that place that you love that isn't where you live. It's that other spot. You know, maybe uh, you would live there if you could, but you can't because it's in the middle of nowhere and your wife would leave you and your kids would grow up. Uh, probably really good surfers or fishermen, but probably lacking a couple social skills. Yeah, maybe it reminds not. me a little bit of Mosquito Coast down there. You know, yeah. my wife really doesn't like it when I watch that movie. She she thinks it hits a little too close to home. Yeah, <laughs> I can see you making a nice plant in the jungle, Joe. Yeah, well, that's kind of one step away from where I think I'm at right now. Holly was wondering if I was even coming back. And, I mean, obviously I'm here, so it just, you know. It's good to know you have that spot, that go-to spot besides your home break, you know, where you can escape to. And uh, and uh, we shall not tell anybody where it is. Nobody no, knows they can it, guess. Yeah, well, it doesn't really matter. The point is, is that yeah, and there's, there's good a surf all over Costa Rica, exactly. the whole Pacific coast, the whole Caribbean coast, 
good surf everywhere. There's a plenty of places for you to go and explore, and there's plenty of wildlife. We saw plenty of wildlife while we were down there. I'm driving down the road coming back from uh, one of the ports. You say that again. You're driving. You're driving back from. Driving X. back from the the town that was as. You can't even. You yeah, can't. I can't even say. I can't even speak. We we, we were driving back. I was driving down the road and there the was middle a, of nowhere. Okay, hold on. First off, this is the middle of nowhere. This is the middle of nowhere. This really is between. I'm telling you, there are lots of spots like this one between Tamarindo and Panama City. I mean, I know that's Panama. We're in Costa Rica, but really, it's only a few hundred. Uh, miles of coastline. It's not a lot. Right. And we're in the middle of nowhere with some amazing wildlife. Yeah. Literally in the middle of the jungle. The type of, wild, type of wildlife that can kill you. You know, you <laughs> got to keep your eyes open because if you're just looking straight ahead, you miss everything in this country. Unless you're on the Pan American Highway, then keep your eyes straight ahead because if you look away for one second, you'll run into the guy in front of you. But anyway, I was driving down a jungle road. <laughs> And I look up in a tree, and there had to be 20 scarlet macaws sitting in that tree. Yeah. And it's just, they're just the most beautiful bird in the world. And I drive a little bit down the road, crossing a little river, and there's a rosier spoonbill hunting in the water. That's it's a just beautiful like, bird. It's beautiful. Yeah, you know, there's like the we see the poison frogs, and mm -hmm. those frogs were poisonous, by the way. Oh, you said they weren't. No, well, I, you know, what do I know? I'm not a wildlife expert. Remember uh, the last last year when we were down there, and I spotted that eyelash viper, yep. that yellow uh, the yellow eyelash viper. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And this is not what we're not talking about going for major treks into the jungle. We're talking just from the well, cabin to the beach, because it is in the middle of nowhere. But like, it's right there. Everything is right there for you to see. Yeah. You know, you get off the main roads, and it is jungle here. It's, it's jungle. It's it's basically a line of volcanoes, with jungle going down both sides down to the ocean, and. Uh, I mean, I was at that La Paz waterfall there north of San Jose. They've got like a like a wild animal like rehabilitation thing or some kind of program, and they had this jaguar that's from here in Costa Rica, and uh, its paws were the size of both of my hands. It came around to the glass. You're right next to it. I didn't realize the cats in this country got so big. Oh, that, that, it's, e each paw was as wide as both of my hands, side by side, put together. That's and how their big. heads are massive. The, exactly. Their heads so, are massive. They've got like the uh, largest, like, uh, was it um, pound for pound bite of any animal? Yeah. They're like crazy scary. Yeah, I mean, I, I always, because I've seen some cats like around Avianas. You know, I lived there for a while and a couple times, both times driving actually. One time, I saw a wildcat. It jumped literally from one side of the road to the other, which is like, I don't even know, like 40 feet or something. It was ridiculous. I don't even know if that's possible. It must have been. It must. It is. I saw what, it. What, like, you mean, was it a big cat? It was nothing like what I saw at that La Paz waterfall place. Well, I mean, because you, you're like, here, no, you, it was like got, the size of like a bobcat or a small well, You've got like line. ocelots. There's a whole bu yeah, different see, bunch well, of Yeah, um, it was a smaller cat, but thing. I always thought when they talked about how there's jaguars here. I always thought they were talking about a cat kind of like that or maybe a big one. No, no, those, those but things this is, are big. Uh, they're massive. And you won't even know that they're there. No. Nope. Yeah, and, I mean, you've got... No, so there's stuff down here that, that can eat you. I mean, we, like that will eat you. Multiple types of snakes that can just get you right away. And uh, some serious crocodiles as well in the, uh, in the rivers there. And, uh, and frogs the size of your freaking thumbnail. Yeah, that frogs can that can do you. Yeah, those were dart frogs. They were. Yeah, they, they were the were most beautiful frogs. black and green. Yep. I saw a sloth after you guys left. 
Yeah, you know, that's a that's a bummer I didn't get to see that. It just looks like a little clump of, like, just cat fur just way up in the tree, just sitting there. Moves so slow. <laughs> like some of our maintenance staff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Pat, I want to get that chili recipe. Can you, maybe you could just tell me right now, because no. then I'll have it on the pot. No? no, it's a secret, just like the place where we served. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I mean, it's really good chili. You'll tell me, though, off, off air. You said Maybe. before, well, you left some of the ingredients, so I think I kind of can figure you it can out. redo it. I went Ooh, through the trash. I want that stuff back. I didn't, I left it there. Oh, crap. You have to go down and make some more. I left you the rem- you Some re- of that stuff you can't get here. I left. Uh, really? Yeah. The, the what? The what? I'm not telling you. <laughs> I left the giant thing of uh, whipped cream. Yeah these, oh, yeah, these these two guys were fighting over the whipped cream. You know what? It just... You know, that it, sounds gay. Not that there's any problem with that, okay? <laughs> well, no, I mean, <laughs> all right. If that's the way you want to do it in your head, that's fine. That's fine. But, like, they, these two guys were loving, like, little <laughs> little, little uh, cookies, I guess, and then putting whipped cream on them and then eating them up, man. It was, past, it was a wild that, time. That's past thing. I just eat the whipped cream by itself. Those, those chicky cookies. Yeah. I open those things up and I put a dab of whipped cream on it and eat it. It's just like, you know, it's like crack. <laughs> okay? That's my one vice. I don't drink. I don't smoke. What do you do? You know? Eat chickies with whipped, whipped cream, whipped cream on. on it. No ice cream. You know, I, I try, to, I try and, to... And what about gummy bears? No, I, I'm off of those, you know, because I buy a pack of those things and I just, like, eat the whole pack right at once. Ugh. <laughs> then feel like shit afterwards. <laughs> yeah, all that gelatin. <laughs> Oh man! So um, yeah, we were living healthy down in. The <laughs> yeah, well, actually, we we are because today's day eight of our twenty-eight day don't drink any alcohol challenge, Nikki. And I, uh, I'm on day eight. You're yeah, on day eight. Yeah, too, right? day eight, not a drop. Yeah, not a drop. And I mean, it's uh, we're now back in the brewery, so it's not exactly the easiest. But like, no, we've both felt like a little detox is in you know a little break on the old body for uh, for the alcohol. So we, uh, I decided to. We decided to like go for it, and so yeah, yeah. Don't know we do it. Twenty more days. We got twenty more days. This is episode twenty. Should celebrate with uh, some ice water and uh, well, some gummy bears. Well, we don't have the gummy bears, so we've got the ice water. Yeah, it hasn't been too hard. I mean, I really actually appreciate the uh, well, go camping for a few days, and you go to bed so early, and you wake up so early, and you know we're eating super well, surfing all day long. And, uh, and, you know, you, and you're just eating good food and you're not drink, taking any alcohol or anything. Your body appreciates that. Exactly. It's like anything. For me, it just becomes a habit. And then you kind of feel like you get stuck in a rut and you just drink, you, you know, you drink a couple of beers uh, just to drink a couple of beers. And so it's, it's worth it that you just take a break every now and again. Yeah, we're like talking and we've done eight days. How, how long have you been? Almost 10 years. Almost 10 years? Yeah. I just one day I decided to take a month off and I never looked back. Yeah. And it became a thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'm glad that I feel like I could do that. The, I, I mean, I don't really want to. The, no, the ha- the, for me, the, the <laughs> habit in the evening has been, it's, it's still there. Like, you know, I get to like sunset and I think, oh, I could have a beer. I could have a beer. Um, but the difference of when you wake up in the morning and you just feel like ready to go. You feel like you've had a good night's sleep. You haven't poisoned yourself with a, a half a bottle of wine or a few beers or something like that. And you just wake up feeling really refreshed after your sleep. And just, I, that for me, that's the best thing. That's the thing I look forward to 
when I wake up in the morning, I don't feel like a little rough or have a headache or like a little hangover. Because, I mean, it wasn't like we were drinking a lot, a lot, if you know what I mean. But it's just like that same routine of just having a few beers every night. So, like, waking up in the morning fresh and ready to go. Yeah. Well, so I'm, I'm proud of you so far, knock on wood. You know, let's see if you can make it to 30 days. It's only 28 days, not 30. Why not a full month? It is. It's February. Um, it is? No, I'm saying that February has 28 days yeah. and so it's a 28 day challenge four weeks oh, so easy. i mean already in your mind you've you see the end and you no know, i didn't just gonna drink again you know i mean like i almost had a week <laughs> week very week you know i want to shout out before we forget about it to mike katnick from long beach who he's the guy that does uh, the hats for us him and his buddy were just here and he bought a robert august uh, surfboard that's right and he got robert to sign it even though it's already signed by Robert Obvious, he got it specifically signed for him. And he's hung it on his wall, and he has a shrine that he's uh, erected just for the surfboard. He, the, the guy's a collector as it is. He's got some great classic cars, a great old VW van. So I just wanted to shout out to him. He's one of our longtime listeners. And, yeah, Mike uh, and Leonard. And yeah, man. Shout out to them. You know, yes. they're, they're our bros from Long Beach, man. Send that, send that to me, and I'll put that up on Instagram so everyone can have a look at the shrine yeah. and the um, and the board. All right, I'll yeah. do that Instagram, man. And you know what? Leonard's dad has a band called The Riptides. Yeah, and I, uh, I have the uh, CD. I listened to it on the way down to our Jungle Surf. Oh, because you've got a CD player in your truck. Yeah. Oh, there you go. What's the CD? No, yeah. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> no, no kidding. Huh? No kidding. What's the CD? I know. Remember when it used to be albums? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I was a kid. I had, uh, my dad still has a bunch. I mean, I kind of grew up with cassettes. I like, you know, I think my first album was, it was like Millie Vanilli. <laughs> what is that, like seventh grade? Mine, mine was Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown? Bobby Brown, yeah. My first CD was MC Hammer. Yeah, dude. That's a good one. And then, you know what? Really quickly, I found Alice in Chains, uh, Facelift, that album. That was like 1991, I think going freshman year of high school here going back a ways my first album was the beach boys and jan and dean okay who the heck are jan and dean sidewalk surfing baby <laughs> <laughs> jan and dean Sounds yeah like and uh then we you know because we were lousy stinking surfer bums i went from that to the cream mm. and in the gata de vida yeah well I know I listened to like about 10 of the same songs on this trip because there's no internet or phone signal. So it was whatever was downloaded onto my phone. So uh, my, my recommendation for artists, what I would like <laughs> Oliver Tree, the dude's a... Yeah, you've like, got a little bit of a music crush on this guy, man. You're, well, uh, you know what? He's got this bowl cut and uh, he's a professional razor scooter rider. And he has these really wacky videos on YouTube and he's a good musician. And he did like all like music, like digital, like uh, art and, or I think like a digital video and music at uh, some art school in Southern California, which is kind of what I was into. So I could see how I could have gone that path and had a bowl cut and be jumping like monster trucks. That's what he's doing. It's pretty rad. So Oliver mm -hmm. Tree. Hang on, he's jumping monster trucks in one of his with videos his, with with his like razor scooter. No, no, no. Or is he's he got, jumping no, no, monster he's, trucks? He's doing like like flips on his razor scooter on like a half pipe, and then he like rides one of those tiny little like one of those tiny motorcycles. Like it's like comedy small, 
and uh, it's just got then, then he also then he drives a giant monster truck with these huge wheels and like drives over some other dude's car he pretty much is just a so how's this music it's pretty good yeah the song hurt is pretty good and uh movement is another pretty good track and then i got into group love this other band this track uh, ways to go and i started down this like wormhole of group love songs so yeah in the 70s we were in the group sex okay Shout out to mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got some emails from some listeners of the show. Oh, I thought you were going to say my mom and dad. I was like, no, stop. Stop, <laughs> the, stop with the harassment. Sorry. Um, okay, number one. First email comes from Joe Bidawid and uh, Larry Larson from the uh, Great Lakes Serving Festival. Mm-hmm. And we are going to be a major sponsor at the event. It's Saturday, August 17th. 2019 at the Pear Marquette Beach in Muskegon, Michigan. So we will see you there to get out and surf podcast. We will be there to hang out. And uh, I don't even know if there's going to be any surf, but we're going to have a great time. I am so excited about to go to this because um, you go to LA, you go to New York, but to go to somewhere, you know, it's just not a, a destination I would ever have thought about going. So I'm really interested to see how things are there. I mean, Muskegon, the Great Lakes, it's, you know, I'm really intrigued. I'm really, really, I can't wait to get there. Well, let's go back just a moment here for those that maybe haven't listened to all of our episodes. Episode number six, Surfing the Great Lakes with Larry Larson. We did that one back in February, and that was a hit. We actually had um, a lot of listeners from the Great Lakes area, from uh, shops like uh, Third Coast, um, from people in New Buffalo, people in Muskegon. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, it got me really interested when I heard how much surf the Great Lakes really gets and just how committed all those guys are to surfing because that's some pretty harsh conditions in the winter and even when the waves are good, it's a pretty short period as well. So you have to be a committed surfer and uh, so my hat's off. A lot of respect. I definitely want to be a part of something with people that cool. So Yeah, I mean, Larry, you know, we've surfed with Larry many, many years down here in Tamarindo and like, you know, he's a good surfer. He's been surfing many, many years. So it's, it's going to be, it's an amazing story where he started on a lake and so yeah, i think the story was he saw a surfer magazine just like just got fell in love with it instantly knew that's what he wanted to do yeah, so he's, he's a real good surfer too yeah you know he is he's a fantastic longboarder got real nice style so like i'm really i'm so 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 intrigued to go and see what what it's all Are about we flying first class um you know we don't fly first class we take that extra money and we uh use it for the lifeguard program pat i thought you knew that well i'm buying my own ticket i'm, I'm going first class all right well when we go to china I'm going first class. You're buying your ticket on that flight for sure, because that's like twelve grand or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you come back in, I'll you come up to see me in first class. I'll have the stewardess like send you back to your seat. Hey, get him out of here. <laughs> um, oh, you know what? Larry makes really good bar cheese too, so I'm looking forward to uh, hanging out with Larry, eating some bar cheese. That's why we call him Larry the Cheese. Larry the Cheese Lawson. Okay, the next message comes from Amir. Ali Abadi. Hey, Joe, nice job with the podcast. I've been to the surf camp six or seven times over the last eight or nine years and always look forward to going back. Be interested in hearing your guys' opinion on how to best communicate in the water while paddling out, while paddling for a wave, after dropping in on someone, after getting dropped in by, uh, after getting dropped in on by someone, you know, their haze, a yaz, going left, say nothing, windy whistle, blah, 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 etc. That's a great question to ask. When you're at your local break, it's a whole different etiquette compared to w- when you're traveling. For sure. When you're traveling, you're going to a break that 
sometimes is there's a lot of locals out there and you've got to kind of give them their space and let them take waves and you got to slowly kind of move yourself into the peak and the more aggressive you are the more aggressive they're going to be so how do you talk to somebody it's always good to call if you have the right away and you're going to go left or right and hope that a local isn't going to drop in on you but if a local does drop in on you the best thing to do is let it go especially the first time if it happens multiple times it could start well well <laughs> i don't mean you know the thing is, is if you're on vacation yeah if sure if you're on vacation somewhere you're else gonna do is you're fight. gonna if you're surfing a wave that you don't surf all the time and you're the visitor you're the guest you're gonna get dropped in on and you're gonna have to just let some guys take a few waves that's part of the game and when you're surfing your home break that's when you can be confident in making your noise if someone's gonna like try to drop in on you like hey man i got this wave you know, and just a little hoot or friendly, like, hey, right? Yeah, the last thing, you, like I said, the last thing you feel like doing when you're on vacation is fight with people. And if somebody gets in your face because you dropped in on them by mistake, the best thing to say is just that you're sorry. And if they want to continue to talk about it, then just let them talk because talk is just that. You know, the last, like I said, the last thing you want to do is be confrontational. So, you know, tranquilo. No, I totally agree with you guys. It depends exactly where you are. Um, so, like, you know, if you're a home break, uh, you know, you surf every day, you know, everyone in the water, you're one of the locals out there, then obviously it's, uh, you're going to, you're going to surf differently as well. You know, you're going to be, you know, where the peak is, you're going to sit there and you're going to make sure that you're going to get your waves. And I usually here, I usually use a, like a voy, like I'm going, like in Spanish. So I'm saying I'm, I'm going, I'm going. Just to, like because people are either so focused on getting the waves sometimes that they don't look over their shoulder and have sure. a look. And so you can tell when someone is dropping in on you by mistake, as in they're just not paying attention to everything, like the actual wave is taking up all their concentration, or it's someone who's doing it on purpose. So you can kind of feel that out a little bit. But like if you're going to a new spot, it's definitely. Um, just keep your mouth shut. Well, it's, it's easy to figure out. It's, it's quite <laughs> easy much. to figure out who is local and who is not. And if you've got someone, uh, a local person who's going for a wave, just let them go for a wave. Don't like you. Don't be paddling up, you know, uh, on like up on them if they're going to get it or they're not going to get it. Generally, they're going to get it. So you kind of like need to sort of like map out who's in who's in the lineup and who's not. Because you've got a lot of people traveling like yourselves at some of these spots where a lot of people like to surf. So I think the to be humble is most like Pat says. You don't want to get any, any any aggression in the water because you know you're in someone else's backyard, and you've got to show as much respect and uh, politeness as you can. So like, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, you know, with hay, anything works, like a whistle, hay, uh, but as long as it's not too too aggressive, I think you'll be fine. But like, just communicate that because sometimes you can be really at a critical point in the wave and dropping in and you don't want to get into a, a, a crash or an accident because I saw that happen just where we were and uh, some guy was dropping in and the other person just wasn't paying any attention whatsoever and they literally just collided right there in the water. So a lot of that times is like just to kind of like clarify that um, that you're there, so to avoid any type of collision or any type of uh, interference. Yeah, I, I do a little like an owl sound. I go, whoo! <laughs> I don't know why. Woohoo! <laughs> 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 we don't we don't, we don't know either. <laughs> yeah, we just kind of look around up to the trees Hootie and we like hoo, hootie hoo. <laughs> yeah, I usually don't say anything. I just run over the person that dropped in on me. Because I can't see her here. What was that, Sonny? Huh? 
Hey, uh, got an email from uh, Mike Bufo from Kennebunk, Maine. Just Wait, sorry, hang on, say that again. Mike Bufo. Yeah, I got that bit. From Kennebunk, Maine. A great place. Kennebunk, It is Maine. a yeah. outstanding place. Wow. Yeah, it loves the podcast, looks so forward I've to it every week. I've never, and, uh, ever heard of that ever. Kennebunk, Maine. Okay. Yeah, I've been to, uh, w- uh, what's the national park there? Arcadia. Yeah. Yeah, I got to the beach there. I was trying to actually get to Nova Scotia on that. Um, there's like a big ferry. Right. But uh, and, and had driven from California all the way there with uh, Holly when we were pregnant with Otis. And um, wanted to surf up in there. But that's when they, they changed the law. You got to take your passport now. Or at yeah. least now. For like 20 years probably. They didn't have to need a passport before to get to Canada. So we ended up hanging out just in Maine, there's, which was rad. There's good waves up there. Yeah, Kenny Bunk, Kenny Bunkport. Cape Porpoise, I can't Bitterford remember. Pool. There's, there's just a lot of really good waves. I've surfed them all. We've had a, Beach, we had a, uh, a guest come down, uh, Stephen Vardy, I think, who was a chef up from Nova Scotia, and he showed me some pictures, and it was insane. He said that Tom Curran was up there like uh, a few Septembers. He'd come, come hang out and be there for like six, seven weeks, eight weeks, just surfing like amazing waves. And he told me this whole story how he went there. Uh, they drove all night to get to this one beach. And they saw it by moonlight, and there's these perfect, like, you know, like six to eight foot right handers coming in. And then they woke up in the morning, it was completely filled with pack ice. Oh, wow. Yeah, so this whole, and he said, you could see all this perfect swell just rolling underneath the pack ice. And I'm like, pack ice? He's like, well, yeah, you know, it just comes in with the tide or the wind, and that's it. Oh, wow. Can't surf. It's like, it's not going to clear up or anything like that anytime soon. I, that's an unreal. Yeah, a really special part of the world. And, uh, an area I'd like to explore more, you know, maybe after the Great Lakes Festival. But, uh, um, well, you know what? We, uh, the Get Out and Surf podcast, have been invited to stay with Mike next time we're up in that part of the world and uh, do some hurricane swell surfing when the water is at its warmest. So that's the invite. Thank you, Mike. We may just be giving you a call. How warm would that water be? No, it's warm never was- warm in <laughs> Maine. Uh, you know, I've surfed there. Don't fall for this, Joe. You know, I don't care. I'll serve cold water. Yeah, you just, you know, you're in a, you're in a, in the summertime, you're in a four three. Yeah. And uh, in the wintertime, you're in a six five four, with boots and gloves, seven mil boots. I pick summer. So when is <laughs> no, but when is hurricane season for these guys? In September, October, August, September, October. Yeah, and the water Same is Rhode warm, Island. Well, yeah, it, yeah well, generally you get the whole summer sun to warm up the water. Dude, I was flying out when before Pat moved here to Costa. I would always fly out to Rhode Island almost every year, uh, that time of year, to get waves. Yeah, right well, there. we have a little bit of the – we're close to the Gulf Stream. It, it takes a funny turn up near Rhode Island and Massachusetts, you know, on that, that part of the coast. And so the water can actually in Rhode Island get up to 70 degrees uh, by the end of August, uh, 1st of September. Yeah. But you still need rubber because, uh, you know, the the wind blows and you get cold. Hey, yeah, I was just in New Zealand wearing wetsuits, just in California wearing a wetsuit. I'm not opposed. I mean, I prefer to just trunk it, but that's a pretty limited way to surf the world. There's a lot of great waves and great beaches that are, yeah, but that but are Maine, cold. Maine is a great spot. Yeah, we'll have to take them up on that. Yeah, um, yeah, it sounds really sounds really cool. Um, been a while since I've been to the Northeast, and uh, yeah, hurricane season's great. Weather's nice, waves are good, and uh, get a lobster roll, huh? Eh, eh. A lot of good seafood in Maine. Yeah, they have a great brewery in Kenny Bunkport too. Okay, done. That'll be after the twenty-eight day challenge is up. Well, we don't know. We might carry on. 
Um, well, I doubt you, it. I, You're too weak. <laughs> You're probably right. All right, so this next email is from Chris Mongia, who is a uh, surf travel photographer from Rhode Island. Well, he's got a question for us. And I checked out his, uh, his portfolio. He's got some really great photos from spots over the world that he's been to. Uh, you know, uh, Iceland, Japan, um, really cool shots. So you can check that out. Um, Chris Mongeau photo, M-O-N-G-E-A-U. His question is, uh, well, he's thinking about coming to Coast Street at the beginning of, of November. And he was listening to the rainy season uh, episode that we did. And want to know about November in general and the northern part of Costa Rica. So that's pretty simple. Pretty much right after October 31st, when November 1st starts, the clouds disappear <laughs> and it gets sunny. And I yeah, mean, it's um, true. it might be off by two or three days, Chris. And I would have never believed it if I didn't live here all these years. But you can pretty much maybe get a little bit of rain the first week of November, but it pretty much dries up. November, there can be some really good waves. Yeah, you, well, it's a good time of year to come. It's still pretty uncrowded. It's the month where like all the greenery just kind of like we get all the purple beach flowers. There's dragonflies everywhere. It's the first month after all those rains when everything starts really starting to grow and there's a lot of sun coming down. It's not too crowded um, except for maybe the Thanksgiving week. And uh, and you can get some good waves. You really can. You know, I've surfed some of the biggest and best waves at Ollie's and Witch's Rock that I've ever surfed during the uh, month of November. Really? Interesting. True that. Yeah, I feel like year-round you can get waves here. You and can. Uh, So uh, good move, Chris. You definitely need to come and check us out in Tamarindo when you make it this way. Let me also remind the listeners that if you have any questions for the podcast, doesn't matter how dumb they may be or how awesome they are, we'll take them all. Surfing questions, surf travel questions, Costa Rica questions, everything related to what we talk about and get out and surf. Just send us an email at getoutandsurfcr at gmail.com. Um, yeah, well, our AC is still leaking, so we're, <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, 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 I've got nothing to say about that. I'm any other news, anything we want to talk about going on like surf wise here in Tamarindo, Costa Rica? Well, yeah. we've got another week of like, uh, waves, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's died down a little bit, but like I went surfing this morning with my son and the river mouth looked, looked like fun. Not as big as it has been, but like it was glassy conditions, few people out. What was the crowd like? Maybe five or six people. Yeah, so that's pretty nice. A Saturday morning. Saturday morning, yeah, around about, I think it was about eight o'clock in the morning. And there was just this nice little right-hander coming in, maybe sort of like uh, chest high. Yeah. yeah. Perfect little glassy conditions, sunny morning. Yeah, you can pretty much expect some chill, um, not too crowded conditions for the next, I would say, four to six weeks. May is definitely uh, super chill. June a little bit busier, but still pretty chill. And uh, yeah, we're getting some rains, but it's pretty nice. Well, guys, thanks for taking the time to be on the show this week. And uh, why am I thanking you? We're all in this together. It's well, our job, isn't it, Joe? I know. Huh? Yeah. It's how, we, it's how we butter our bread, isn't it, Joe? <laughs> it is. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I guess this is where we could put in the promotion for which is Rock Surf Camp, which is rocksurfcamp.com. It's a full-service beachfront surf resort located in the beautiful town of Tamarindo, Costa Rica. Come hang out with us. You can do our really cool surf school from first-time surfers, intermediates, all the way through advanced surfers. Got surf tours, non-surfing activities, got good food, our own beer, really cool surf shop, great staff, and nothing but good vibes. Pura Vida. I think that's about it, huh? Yeah, that's what it's about. All right, then. Well, Pura Vida. (laughs) 
see If the ship breaks down, you can always find me Dirty J, chilling underneath a shady tree Our fans are always welcome with our friends and family And if you wish, you can stay as long as you please Just lend a helping hand a bit of can by the sea Where every day is beautiful, the sun, the sand, the breeze And everybody lives together here in harmony And we'll see Start a fire. 